imagine you're chasing something your entire life that you think is outside of yourself and you wake up one day and realize you simply had it within. It wasn't in money, marriage, accomplishments, or having babies. The fulfillment is reserved for those that are dangerous enough to find home within themselves. That is my goal here for you. I want you to redefine what rich looks like for you. I'm Jessica Hurley. Welcome to Rich in Real Life. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rich in Real Life. I could not rebrand and redo the podcast without having our most recurring guest and my best friend, my business partner. I would beg that it's probably Cam's best friend as well. And... Um, someone that you see in my life often, but it's all within good reason. It's because this individual matters so much to me. And I literally could not do life without her. And this is somebody that way back when I was very unsure about, and I'm really glad I pushed past my insecurities and my inability to see people that were like-minded or doing the same things that I was doing. Letting down that wall led me to someone that is literally everything. This is kind of corny, uh, <laughs> but we make money together. We have fun together. Mm-hmm. We practically co-parent together. <laughs> we actually are co-parents. <laughs> and um, we're working on another business together. We are. Which is really cool. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yes. But I'm really excited to deep dive into you because I'm honest, vulnerable, and transparent AF, almost TMI all the time. All the time. But I think all you do is talk about the things that you do a lot and a lot of people don't know who you are. And so I'm really excited to have this conversation. Um, so let's get started. Let's get started. So first things first, um, when I met you, you were closing down an e-commerce business. Mm-hmm. You were in a relationship that is not the guy you're engaged to right now. Yes. <laughs> and we're actively working on entrepreneurship. You were, mm-hmm. you wanted community, you wanted women in community. You mm-hmm. wanted to be, you were going to all the conferences, just all like of, me. All of them. All the conferences. By myself. The conferences were getting all our coins, y'all. We were going to all the conferences when we met. The reality and what I really want you to own is like, that was what, 2017, 2018? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. We met 2018. 2018, right after yeah. camp. The path was not clear. No, so the current life was not on the vision board by any means, um, especially didn't have like the good friendships. Like we forget to add how important it is to have the friendships and the relationships. Yes, Mm -hmm. community is one thing and building a community and building a business online is one thing. But what we really, I felt like at the time that I didn't know I was seeking was the deep connection where I could be vulnerable because I am not the TMI share everything type of person. So I have to know who I'm I'm talking to. And that was something that I I learned that I was definitely missing, especially at that time in my life. I didn't know what I was doing. You didn't know what you were doing. I did not know. Let's not sugarcoat that. that People don't talk about that it's like, I'm just trying shit. I'm in my exploratory phase, possibly way too long. <laughs> we talked about, I did a podcast. Yes. It was called, um, women re- building. No, it was before that. Refuse defeat. Refuse defeat. Refuse defeat. And I interviewed a whole bunch of entrepreneurs on like their worst time, kind of like the old stranded phase and just a very different audience. And so that was when we met. And then I went into finance, like learn, teaching people about basic finance because I had gotten myself out of coffee. You got yourself out of debt. Remember we were at that coffee shop trying to figure out names for your new podcast. We thought Megan was going to be in finance, y'all. 
I would, she does I would. run all the back end money parts of our business. <laughs> but I never want to <laughs> teach anybody about finance. Like I am not a CPA. And even though I know basic finance, like learning business finance was its own beast. Mm-hmm. So I do personal, personal finance. <laughs> so one of the reasons why we were trying to hone in on it is a possible path to your business being helping women build wealth was because you got yourself out of Massive debt, debt. massive Massive debt. debt. So I had $80,000 worth of debt from my ex, from the business, like just all the situations that happened. And it made me go along like this very wild, interesting um, relationship with money healing journey and learning how to get myself out of debt and get myself out of debt quickly. Like I did not want to sit here and penny pinch and do what they say, get another job, do this. No, I had to figure it out very fast on how to get out of this so I can get past this relationship, get past this, this time in my life that was very low for me. And so I figured it out with personal finance and I was going to go and teach people that. And as I actually had done like a few cl- uh, webinars, master classes, stuff like that. And I was like, this is not it because it's, it's not just the, the getting somebody out of debt. It's trying to shift a mindset that took me so long and people wanted like immediate action. And it, it took me years through burnout, through learning and finding myself to shift that mindset of like, I deserve money. You're telling me that the tactics to get yourself out of debt and the logic behind increasing your revenue and paying off your debt isn't enough? No, so weird, (laughs) so weird. No, it's not enough. What will happen, your bills will just become more if you bring in more money and you don't have a plan for that money. And what I found was while I, you know, had this e-commerce business that was going down, I did not no, my finances. I did not know what was happening. I was just head down working in the day-to-day of every single item that needed to be done in the business. In addition to my job, I had a job as well. And so- I want to talk about this yeah. for a second. You were not making some crazy salary when you got yourself out of debt. No, 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 no. I was making maybe about, maybe 60 or $70,000. So you literally reduced your expenses, paid your bills, Spent minimal money. Minimal money. And then I, I did some real estate. And did some real estate. That's how I yeah, got yeah. out of it. That's why I was like, that's really hard to teach. That's how A lot of y'all don't want to get in and out, but then I got in and out, got that money, got up out of there. So I realized it wasn't for me, but I got to pay it off. <laughs> okay. So you go into women building wealth for mm-hmm. a while, decide it's not for you because it's a little bit more than the tactics, guys. It requires a lot of mindset shift mm-hmm. to make and keep money. And so that wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. And how did you go from stepping into these roles to the SOS Advantage, which was creating mm-hmm. systems in your business to kind of, one, alleviate yourself out of the business, but mm-hmm. two, preventing entrepreneurs from dealing with the constant uh, hamster wheel of burnout. And mm-hmm. then as they they just think more money, more money equals more problems, more money equals more staff, more money equals more clients, more money equals All the more things. shit to do. And so you kind of have stepped fully into this role of helping entrepreneurs from making a mess. I I plead the fifth. Uh, (laughs) But what got you into that? So it goes back to the e-commerce stores. Because this e-commerce business was failing, I'm like, I am very logical. So I'm like, you know what? The numbers are not making sense. The amount of time that I am spending and the amount of money that I am dishing out to pay people to do certain things that need to be done in this business. Then I come home and I, after working all day and having to work basically a second day, it was like just not making sense. And this is the craziest part is I had a coach at the time who 
did not direct me on any of this. All they kept saying was hire more VAs, do more. They just kept pushing. Like you're hitting these numbers, you're doing this. No one ever asked to see my net revenue. And at one point I'm like, no, this doesn't feel right. Like I finally can think for a second and it, this is not it. And I sat down and busted out all the numbers, did all the QuickBooks, literally like over a year's worth of QuickBooks in a weekend. And I was able to show that like, no, these numbers are not it. Yes, I hit great metrics, but like I each product we were making somewhere between 50 cents to maybe $5. Do you know how much volume that is that we're doing yeah. every day? And I have a team of, uh, we had five people and then me and my ex, like that's wild to have those, you have to do those numbers to get, get a return on investment. Like, and again, like not blaming anybody, but like there should have been somebody at some point that said, what is the net of this? What, what are you doing this for? And because I had no systems in place, I ended up gaining about 20 pounds at the time and getting severe burnout, which then played into my relationship problems. And it became like this downward spiral that I felt like I couldn't get out. My mind was so clouded, I couldn't figure out the answer out. Which then I met a doctor, um, Dr. Nairi, who's still my doctor to this day. She, uh, you know, is more of a spiritual level as well. And so I go her to her for medical problems and it's like, hey, Dr. Nairi, we're gonna get really personal here. I can't have sex. Like, I, it is like, Sahara, what is going on? <laughs> and she was like, well, you are too young to be having those problems. So let's look at this. I need to see your blood work. And I'm like, all right. And mind you, my relationship is already failing, guys. So men pile no sex on top of it. It's really failing. Okay. <laughs> All around. So then we look at my blood work and she's like, you have a hormonal imbalance, you have a vitamin deficiency, and obviously you've gained some weight, you have a ton of inflammation, my cheeks were so puffy. And she was like, first thing we're gonna do, but cut cheese, cut gluten until I get some other tests back. I wanna see if you have celiacs, like I wanna see what's going on. Let's just take it from there, but I'm not putting you on hormones yet and I am not treating um, or giving you anything to fix the sex problem. So I have to actually work on this. So do you trust me? She's like, give me a year. I promise you'll be fixed. Do you trust me? And I was like, oh, all right. I trust you. She's like, perfect. Quit your business. And I was like, whoo, this business that I now know made no money. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like this business that I've been working all these hours building and doing and all of these things. And she was like, yeah, like if you can't figure out how to get a total of eight hours of sleep, then you need to cut it. And I was like, oh my God. Like that's, that makes your heart hurt. And so then I went into, well, how can I do this and get eight hours of sleep? Yeah. That, that became the challenge. And that's where I learned all about systems, automations, leading a team efficiently and actually managing the team so that they're doing their jobs when you're not overseeing them or micromanaging. Like that is where I went into all the research. And I was in the process of building it all out and doing all the things and realized, I don't even, why am I selling people stuff? Stuff I don't even believe in. There's so much to unpack here. Hold on. So one, I want to point out what you just said. I really believe that the best entrepreneurs, like, yes, do a business that makes you money, obviously. Like, do the mm -hmm. thing you're passionate about. Run a business that makes you money, obviously. It's profitable, that the margins mm -hmm. are there. Obviously, do something that aligns with you, second. But I think that I personally think the best entrepreneurs are people that solve problems for themselves mm -hmm. intentionally. And then are like, wait, this works. Mm -hmm. And then they like they 
seek out others to help unintentionally and then realize it becomes a business. Oh yeah, but that was years later. Right. So I would build this and I then became obsessed with it. And right. I was at my job building systems and doing things for them as I'm the director of business development and selling and marketing and doing all these things in the behind the scenes. And then that's where, uh, yeah. And, then, and then I found Jess and Jess needed some systems guys. Just needed a lot of systems. <laughs> no, but you started it. You started Insta Podcast as a passion project. Mm -hmm. Kind of, you just needed solving a problem, solving a problem. And you're like, you know, I like it. People are asking me about it. I'll figure it out. And she was going to make you guys submit things through email. <laughs> and, and she, oh my gosh, I remember one time she was like, I just, I don't get it. There, there's everywhere. I'm missing things. Cause you know, this person texts me, this person emailed me, this person Instagram messaged me. I said, your clients are Instagram messaging you yes. like the deliverables. Yes. What? Yes. And it, she was like, I just don't get how I'm supposed to delegate it. I was like, you can't delegate that. You have to figure that one out. Like, we and need some system. We need one, one channel. channel. Yeah. And I, she was like, oh, like, it was like such a light bulb moment of, oh, I, have to, I could tell people where to where to submit things. I don't just have to accept that. Learning to tell people what to do in my business and putting people in a box was a journey. Was a journey. <laughs> yes. But... <laughs> What, okay, so one, I think this is so cool because I really do think the best entrepreneurs are problem solvers. And it typically like, I make the joke all the time that your your entrepreneurial journey really starts by accident. You mean to tell me that there's businesses that people don't make millions of dollars or they're millionaires, but they don't make all that money? Like, I'm going to just guess, throw this out there, that a lot of people sharing screenshots aren't sharing the net. So the PL statement or the QuickBooks or Quicken or Wave, whatever they're using, they're just throwing Stripe statements out. I'm going to go further and say if they throw a strict statement out, it is not the net. Period. Period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you we are get a net there. The overall generated revenue minus zero expenses. Which is really fancy when you're selling people sales or courses or flashy, like you're selling your lifestyle. Like that's, that looks like your lifestyle. But what you can easily find through those Stripe statements is, okay, what did it cost for them to run the ad that found you? What did it cost? Acquire the lead. How, yeah, how much did it cost to acquire the lead? Fulfillment. Do staff. they have fulfillment? That's a whole other question. Um, then, then do they have staff? Like what's the cost of staff? Then we go into taxes. We're looking at a lot of people right now coming up with tax evasion. Like you're looking at taxes and and just overall operating expenses. Operating software expenses, all of yep. things. Yeah, and so a Stripe is just not enough. Not enough, especially if you're looking to sell somebody on a lifestyle. Your Stripe account <laughs> is not enough when you are showing that to your future clients. Give us the real. <laughs> That's what Megan said. Okay, so then... So you start SOS because you put systems into your own business so you could get back sleep. Yes, yes. And I wanna bring up this point of like, I just remember on this journey, like, yes, when you have momentum, run it up. Like when you are focused, it's sometimes only a season, so you gotta run it. Mm -hmm. Like, and sometimes there are sacrifices and there are like times of lack of sleep or times of major intense focus. But there's seasons for sure. There's seasons, but there truly is you have, we have to remember that the ultimate goal is to create, to have a business that is not kept income so that you have the space to truly focus on a life that is like well-balanced. And, and what you don't hear a lot about when you're looking at people, you guys, I went through my Grant Cardone phase, heavy, <laughs> heavy. What you don't, 
guys don't even know, went to the office and everything. That's, that's, that's the refuse defeat <laughs> title, y'all. And thou shall not give up. Th- no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. And you keep going and going and going. But at one point when I started working with Dr. Nairie, she's like, what are you doing this for? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like I lost the sight of everything because I have zero interest in my current life. Like literally life. I have zero interest in the business. I have zero interest in the partner, the partner, like anything going on around me besides hanging out with my dog. A generative life I hate. Yeah. Yeah. So why would I keep doing that? So that I had to ask myself that then you're like, always stress the cloud that's over you. It's just, it's just too much. So that is where I decided to take a break, stop all momentum, and just go into straight learning mode on how I can fix my life. And you did that, and from that, SOS Advantage was born. Mm-hmm. Now you are the back end to so many people's incredible businesses and literally relieving the stress from so many of us, myself included, y'all. What really like grinds your gears right now? Like when a creator or an entrepreneur or a founder comes to you and they say like this, you're like, friend, life doesn't have to be like that. Like what really grinds your gears? It's actually a lot deeper than just like the mess, right? So your mess in your business is a reflection of your life or it's a, a reflection of some thought process that you have. So even when we're talking about systems, like I may be a very organized person or have a great, great, you know, environment around me, but my business is a mess. Well, guess what? You're bringing that chaos in other parts. And that was what I learned about the relationship side of like, our relationship would, my ex would never thrive because our business was so chaotic and we had different work ethics. And so (laughs) no matter how organized I think I am, or I think this business is, or how automated it is, it will never work. It will literally never work because we'll keep getting in the same dark hole. Mm. And so I'm never judging people when they talk to me about this, never, because what happens is we start this solo business as a passion project or as an idea, and then it grows so big, we just can't fix it as we're growing. Correct. And so it's never a judgment, but it is the pattern. Yeah. And so we need to understand that if your pattern is chaos and you're not going to take advice and we're not going to organize it, well, then you're going to continue it in chaos. Yeah. And if you're not going to take the time to actually accept that, okay, what I was doing didn't work. Mm-hmm. I'm going to build this. I'm going to do the work to make it, make it stick. And then I'm going to follow my own directions, my own SOPs, my own processes. And, and I'm going to basically work for my team. Let's be real. And, and she, that's actually cussing me out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not the only one, <laughs> but that, that is when the chaos will stop. And I actually learned this in therapy guys. I mean, it was a great, oh, oh they're intertwined. They're intertwined. <laughs> then there are so many times where I get on a call and I'm like, you don't need me. You need, you a, need therapist. a therapist. Yeah. And I end up you becoming don't need a, a business coach. You don't need a consultant. No. You don't need a service provider. You don't need another service to save your business. Your ass needs a therapist saying mm-hmm. that on your behalf. Cause you won't say it to your client. You need a therapist. Yes. <laughs> and you need to accept the therapy. Like I get it. You know what your problems are and you see the patterns and you recognize it. This is the problem with working with smart people. So if you're thinking about going business to business, you've outsmarted this, your bullshit. This is the problem is they know how to outsmart their bullshit. Yes. And they're like, okay, the therapist told me what my problem is in my pattern. I'm done with therapy. Absolutely not. <laughs> that doesn't work. Stop that. Yep. <laughs> because what's going to happen is that now you know the pattern and then it's going to repeat. 
But when you're in the cycle, you don't see it. Don't and then you it. get out of it. You're like, oh, my bad. That was my pattern talking for me. Those, those are my triggers reacting. And it's like, well, I can never help you fix this because when you're in the mess, you don't see it. No. And we all have those. Yes. We all have them. You guys, I'm good at this because I have them. Correct. Mm-hmm. I've lived this life. I've lived I'm it. a lever of this life. I lived it. <laughs> and I had, I, my team literally gets on me sometimes. Like you're not even following our system. Megan and I joke all the time that like, we're not CEOs and founders. <laughs> I work for my project manager, Charmaine, and she works for her project manager. They're our bosses. Mm-hmm. We're just employees to our businesses. Literally. Because if we try to do things the way we do them without the systems in place, without someone holding us accountable, we make a mess over and over and over. It's like a child cleans a room, you set them free in yeah. the room, they're gonna fuck it all up Yeah, again. we're very much jump from the plane and work your way down. Even though I build systems, I'm still going to have to jump at some point. And that's what I don't like about a lot of times when people build systems or talk about systems, is like, you need this system set up before you launch. Absolutely not. No. Do not waste time building a system until before you launch, you until you have something. Because what happened, like your business, for example, we built this great system on paper and it flowed perfect on paper and it flowed perfect in the software. Then all of a sudden, sudden just got 20 clients out of nowhere and we're like "Ooh, this is not the system for her business yeah we outgrew it immediately immediately literally yep like the next month and this happens often over and over and we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. i want to talk about that so i think a lot of people think that chaos is normal in business like Mm -hmm. they just normalized it like i'm supposed to hustle i'm supposed to this which is obviously a mindset give us a couple signs of like when you should know this is not normal in business. Your life does not have to be like this. Like when have, when have I entered chaos and like the only thing that can save me is systems or therapy or both. So if you're breaking down crying anytime during your work day, besides like maybe a really hard experience, like I've had a client lose a big contract that she wasn't expecting. Like besides something like that, we're talking about, I just have so much work and you're breaking down crying. Like that's not normal. Yeah. Right. Like if you don't know where to start that we, we don't want that. And a lot of clients by the time they are like, okay, I need systems. I'll accept the help. They're crying on the floor. My first paying client who's ever been with me called me from Miami. She's supposed to be on vacation with her friends and she's crying on the floor working and I'm like why are you working what are you doing and we me and Jess happened to be in Miami I think you had just left that's right and so I was going right behind you or I don't remember why we were in different cars but um yeah and so I went over to her hotel room and, and like her list was so elementary when we really looked at it but because there was so much it was a lot of work and a lot Overwhelmed. of time mm-hmm. Overwhelmed. yeah we literally just got our list together and prioritized and she was done Okay, so besides crying on the floor, yes, so. what else? Mm, I would say when you're ready to grow and you know you can't keep going where you're at. And that's like a really fine line because it's one day you're like, okay, I'm ready to grow. And then the next day you're like, I'm maxed out to capacity. If you're on this like weird cycle of ready, max, ready, max, that's a great time to start building your systems because... When we are in the the ready phase, we can make sure we have the systems. We'll then see when you're at max again, did that expand? Did we get more clients that time? Did the process work better? It's a That's a great pattern to be in when you're ready for systems. Mm. Okay. Anything else that we need to be mindful of? Being that are not normal in business. Yeah, there's... This, there's, is, not, this is not a requirement. It's not an mm-mm. expectation of business ownership. I will say you don't need another shiny object. So oh. if you find yourself wasting time or buying another course or another program that is teaching you a sales tactic or teaching you marketing or... I remember because I went through the course 
thing, guys. Um, you don't really- I need every course. Yeah, I need every course. Like you don't, you really don't need it a lot. Like, of course I sell a program, but like my program, I keep it very small. Like there's very specific parts of what we need on this growing journey mm -hmm. where like, I don't need to be in a webinar where I can't ask questions with 500 people. I, I don't want that right no. now. No. I don't want to be in a place where I don't get to make sure that my valuable, like my business is understood. Mm -hmm. um, so when we're looking at like what we need, it's, it's really what do you actually need versus what do you want? We all want a podcast. We all want a book. We want these things. But if we were to get an influx of business, would we even be able to handle it? Facts. You don't have the business mm -mm. and the systems in place to add the additional marketing tool, which is really mm -mm. just an avoidance tactic of you Complete. actually doing the work. Mm -hmm. Like I get people all the time that come to me with a podcast idea and they're like, well, I do this in business and I do this and I do this. And I'm like, you won't even be able to clearly <laughs> relay to your listeners no. what you do and what you're the expert in. Same thing with people who want to run ads. Like I just need to run some ads and I'll kill this. Are you selling what you sell already? Is it working? Because mm -hmm. you don't need to throw money at ads. You don't need another marketing tool or tactic or more money. I need capital to invest in ad spend. Why? If it's Why? not working now, it's not going to work then. No, nope. like, not at all. So, it may be time to build the systems where you can appropriately take the client on an actual journey and process. And what I think happens is we forget the client experience. Yeah. So often, and that's something that any system is going to help you with is that client experience. Because yes, you can get the client, you could get fast money coming in, Yeah. but what happens when they bash you online, when they call you a, a scammer, when they don't get the result, how are you going to handle it? And if you don't have the systems in place, you may not be following up with them. You may, I'm going to say an example, I've worked, I've bought courses from big creators. Once I bought the course, I never got an email from them ever again. Like that's weird. Yeah. Like you just showed me this was transactional and guess what? I stopped listening to her podcast. I stopped engaging with her content. Like it's not interesting to me anymore because you just showed me I was transactional. Mm -hmm. And so if you're showing people you're tra they're transactional because you got the bare minimum set up or you sold something before you actually created it and then you didn't have the systems to follow up, like that's really, that's really hard. Wow. For people to understand that like, I'm like the transaction's not a dollar. Right. And if you if you do something right with the right person and you're you're bringing people in, then you'll always be able to work with that person. I want to go back for a second about you having to work on yourself, leaving a relationship, mm -hmm. realizing you started a business, ran a business, a relationship in your life into the ground mm -hmm. with with good intentions, All great but, intentions. but created a mess, yeah. a life that you hated. And then you had to go do the work to heal that. Now we're on the front end telling people like a lot of your problems are not systems problems, they're therapy problems. Mm -hmm. I know I've been on one hell of a journey over the last two years and I have learned a lot, shadows included. Mm -hmm. Like it is not all healing from traumatic experiences or, or what I'm a victim to. It's a lot of healing from myself and my self-sabotage mm -hmm. and all the things. The thoughts you tell yourself. The shit I tell myself. Like, so what were some of the things that you really learned and had to change or like unbecome? through that process. Oof. Oof. <laughs> the, I, I had to learn a lot about how I, uh, perceive what people say. So you may tell me something and it's very factual, black and white, easy to understand. But what I would do is I'd go overthink that and be like, well, she said that she didn't like this shirt. And then I'd be like, oh, well, she doesn't like me. I'm not worthy. <laughs> like it got so deep so quick, but, but, and, and not even like, 
I was actually saying that, it became like subconsciously because you didn't like my shirt or because you didn't like something I did. It's because you we're further validated the story of, of I'm, I'm not, not worthy. worthy. Yes. Yeah. And so then it just kept feeding this like big monster of I'm not worthy. I have, I have all these problems. Like I can't do this or, and, and you keep, you keep going down that, that mess. But that's like my big part that I found in therapy was that everything played into worthiness. Mm. And so if I wasn't ever going to fix the worthiness, like I was never going to have the relationship. I was never going to have the money. I was never going to have the friendships because if you're not worthy, you're not worthy. Well, she fixed it, y'all, because my girl got money and love. <laughs> and good friends, too. <laughs> and good friends. Thank you. <laughs> money, love, and good friends. So what I really want to point out to the listener right now is we're talking about building systems as if they're a one and done thing. Oof, no. A one and done. Like, I need to create the SOPs, the systems, put those things in place so I can put my clients on a journey so I can do what I say I'm going to do or so I can offer quality and quantity, like, bring the people in, serve them the right way and have a business that delivers, but I can just do it and have a great business forever and be done. Mm -mm. Right. And, and be done crying on the floor. Yes. No, never. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> As you grow and something that's amazing about entrepreneurs is you guys have these great ideas and you're ready to launch this thing tomorrow. And I'm the same way. And so we can, yes, plug and play, but what will happen is that you'll find you still need the manpower, you still need the automations, you still need the emails, the scripts, the videos, all the things that, that go along with the business, and it's not always gonna work the same. Not at all. So as you grow and as you learn about your business and you wanna ask the clients the feedback on how you can be better, you'll find like, oh, this client said that they didn't know what to do here. And you look at your process because we're going to be consciously aware of what we're doing. We're not just gonna say, I have the best process. We're going, we're looking at this and we're like, dang, they're right. I never explained to them what they're doing between week two and eight. So no wonder why I got chargebacks at week six. But we can actually start to see the patterns that are created when we ask people yep. and then go back and fix that problem. And that creates an even better client experience. And then goes into yours of the systems are like a living and breathing thing as you grow living your business. And, breathing thing. and even how I started the SOS Advantage was I was going to go in and build these projects and then teach the CEO how to use it, teach their team how to use it, teach their team how to fix it. But what I found was the CEOs would come back maybe six months later and be like, okay, um, I don't know what to do now. It, yeah. it got disorganized. It got, it got chaotic because their patterns are repeating. And then can, can you fix it again? And when I look at it, I'm like, you, you literally just didn't use the form. <laughs> I cannot break down to y'all how many times I come back to Megan and I'm like, we did the thing. It was great for a very short time. Mm -hmm. And now it's not great anymore. And I don't understand. And Megan asks me questions and I'm very used to it now, but I, it used to piss me off. She'd be like, so what else is chaotic in your life right now? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we're talking about my business. We're talking about this not working, like my staff not understanding. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, right. So what else in your life is chaotic? And I'm like, what the? And But you were always tying it to like, watch this. <laughs> what do I always say that you say? So you're telling. So, so you're telling me. So you're telling me. They so, say I say start my, my ass handing statements with, so you're telling me. <laughs> your ass handing statements. So you're telling me that you're not going to do that. And that's fine. 
but I want to make sure that you know in about six months, it's going to look like this. And you would always have to show me that I was like repeating my pattern, that I would, mm -hmm. we would put the system in place. I would go back into survival hustle mode. Mm -hmm. I would do things out of order, out of the system. And six months later, we'd find ourselves back where we were overwhelmed, stuck. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, and it always came back to, so you're not using the system. Or if this one thing didn't work, you need to like readjust that mm -hmm. and then stay inside the, the process. The little box. The systems in the little box. And you keep trying to play in the, in the playground, get your ass back in the box. And it was as simple as like telling one client they'll get six reels and two trailers. Yes. And then telling another client you'll get seven reels and one trailer. Why does everyone have different, why is And we wonder why the team a, couldn't figure it out. Why is this not on a proposal that is signed that gets delivered to the team and the team knows exactly, exactly what their deliverables are? Because every time it comes out of your mouth, it's all over the place. Mm -hmm. So it was literally <laughs> removing me from the business because I was the bottleneck. Let me tell you, for a lot of y'all entrepreneurs, you're the bottleneck. You're the problem. Oh, completely. Because you're the creative, you're the salesperson, you're the HR, you're the, the, bookkeeper. You're the bookkeeper, you're everything. And your head is up here in the sky. And then when you try to go down to logistics and deliverables, you're a freaking mess. You're like, just do this. No, don't just do this. Know what this is and know how to do it the same way every time, right? And that was not my role. Mm -hmm. But like, and I needed to stay up here. But every time I got in the minutia of things, I was messing shit up. And, and this isn't just like a conversation you have, like sipping coffee in the morning. I locked her in the car, guys, to get this out of her. But she's also my friend, so I can also be a lot more harsh on what's actually going on. Like, I'm your friend also, so I know what's going on in your life. Right. So I need you to figure out what's going on in your life, too. Right. So when you when you are looking at these, these crazy processes or crazy things happening, what's going on? Like, literally list out everything going on in your life and your business. I also want to point out to Megan that I personally, as a person that does not do systems, have come up with a process for Megan to explain to her creators what the process looks like. Because I keep telling her it's not fair to just go into people's business and be like, oh, it's let's fix this and then we'll get you out of this space. That's not what the fuck it looks like. It literally looks like it's like denial, <laughs> acknowledgement, mess, results. Like, mm -hmm. because I'm like, no one, it's literally the equivalent of you decide you to re readjust and clean your room over the weekend. And then you take everything and you throw it on the bed. And then you're like, four hours later, why did I do this? This was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Now I got to sit on my bed on a you're pile of clothes. You're ready to go play with your friends. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> my friends just called me for brunch and my room is a mess. This shit, who's <laughs> idea? Why did I do this? It's literally, and that's literally building systems because you're in the middle and you're in this denial phase and you're like, wait a minute. There's nothing wrong with my business. My business run fine. I make money. I know what to do. I know how to do it. But in reality, it's all in your head. But you're like, I know how to do this. I do this every day. I enjoy this working 20 hours. Yeah, I enjoy working 20 hours a day. And this woman has no idea what she's talking about. And so you're in denial. You're like, I know how to do this. And then you get into the acknowledgement phase. But this is where they skip the mess. So you acknowledge. You're like, you know what? Megan, you might be right. This <laughs> might be messy. This might could be done better. Okay, what do I need to do? And then she drops this list on you of all these things that you need to do. And you're like, well, wait, but that takes more time than it does to actually do the thing. Mm -hmm. So that's really stupid. I'm actually not going to do that. And I'm just going to stay and do what I normally do because I called you because I don't have time to do this list. Mm -hmm. So you don't make sense. That's like the additional layer of denial. Because <laughs> you're like. But everybody gets there. Like, that's not just. Yeah, everybody so has that. Yeah. I, I keep telling you, you need to put like a precursor in your like contract of like, you will go through a phase where this will not make sense to you because you'll be like, I came to you to cut time. 
you're creating additional work in my business. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't make sense. But it's like, this is the work that is unavoidable. It is inevitable. You have to do it. And it hurts. Trust me, I cannot tell you how many times I wanted to throw up when Megan made me do these like things that... She literally used to sweat. I used to sweat on the when Megan would do this stuff. <laughs> but then you finally get through it. And then like three weeks later, you're like, oh. I get to go to brunch. I get to go to brunch. This makes so much sense. <laughs> but getting there is so hard. It, it is super hard. It's so mm -hmm. hard. And then learning and adapting, and I'm really sorry to say this to you guys, but like six months to a year later, if your business grows and scales the way it should, you won't have to do it again. You're going to have to do it again. Mm -hmm. We were on a call for four hours last night mm -hmm. in my business doing it again. It was time. Because it has scaled. So it's time. And what's really interesting that I'm seeing as now, like, I'm, I'm having a lot more businesses come back for the second or the third round of this is that we think it's just us and it's us needing to change. Like I'm looking at Jess's business now and I'm like, oh, your team needs to change. They have some thought pro patterns that we need to adjust and look at. Mm -hmm. And I have to stretch the team. And Jess's project manager knows me, but she's also fears me because I force her to grow sometimes. But we love her. And so I'm like, I want you to be great. And you're a great part of this business. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to stretch you too. It's not just a Jess thing anymore. I could be hard on Jess all day, every day and get her going and push her because that's our relationship. But now I need her team to also push her, them and her. Yep. And so that that is the second layer of as you continue to grow and scale what it looks like. And my team does the same thing for me. You got to be open. Mm -hmm. You have to be open. If you want smooth a smooth business that scales real growth, that doesn't sacrifice quality, mm -hmm. you got to embrace your system, the need for systems. And that's systems in all aspects of your business, not just the delivery. And it will transition into your life. Yes, Promise it will. It will. It will transition into your personal For life. sure. And I started with my personal life. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pause everything and start there. And I had to get out of the cloud over my head. So we're looking at like simple, like hanging up hooks by the door. So my keys hung up there, like making sure my purse was by the front door. My phone had a charging spot. Like I call their house the house of wellness because everything is exactly where it belongs. <laughs> so you cannot mess anything up. <laughs> you really can't. But it, that was important for me to be able to focus and scale my business. I can't be trying to figure out where the keys are every yeah. day. Like I, I don't want, I don't want those Same problems. Your car can't be a mess. Yes. It'll literally be broke. Tell, me, tell people the story about when I got in your car. Like five, six. Like when we first started being friends. I can't even believe I said this to her. I don't believe it. We got, it. We got in my car and Megan looks at me and she's like, no wonder you're struggling financially. And I was like, what? She's like, your car's a mess. I was like, I have a child. She's like, I know. That's why you're broke. I said, because my car is a mess? She's like, yes, if your car is a mess, your money's a mess. I was like, those two things are not the same. She was like, look it up. Yes, they are. I went right on Google. And there were all these people that said, if your, if your car is a mess, if your house is a mess, your finances are a mess. It is one, it is, it is one and the same. I was like, what? And I'll be damned, my car ain't never been a mess. Ever, ever again. And there's always a spot for me to sit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> gathered me y'all gathered me let's leave my audience with this um what would just like your last pieces of advice be for someone entrepreneur on the fence knowing they're in need of systems maybe in need of therapy maybe in need of both 
What would your last piece of advice be for them? Be rich in real life would be to start with your life. Go ahead and take a look at your life. How can you make it more simple? How can you put the hooks by the door? Do those little things that will make it so that your day can run smoother. Because the smoother your day runs, then you get to bring that right into your business and you get to show up with fresh freshness, excitement for everything that you're doing. So as much as I love your business and want you to focus on your systems of your business, start with your life for sure. This is facts. And mm -hmm. I want to add to that, that I know everyone, like the top, hot topic right now on the internet is to talk about outsourcing, but really consider writing down how much it is to outsource certain things and whether or not it's valuable to you to get your time back. One of the most valuable tools you taught me was not only outsourcing because yeah, it just sounds like a lot of money out the door. Mm -hmm. But if a couple things were going to cost me a couple hundred dollars a week to get my house clean, to have groceries delivered, to live above a Publix, to order my favorite meal twice a week or meal prep with a certain company. Yes. And I'm like, that's all this money out, but these are ten and hundred dollar tasks. Mm -hmm. If this frees up three, four, five hours of my time to do the two most important things in my life, make more money and spend time with my son, these couple hundred dollars are always completely worth, worth it. it. Always worth it. Or to spend time with my friends and do the things that bring me balance or able mm -hmm. to you know, increase those ratings in those different compartments of life that matter to us. And everyone can look different. I do want to say this part with mm -hmm. that because we hear that so often yep. and some, it was hard. I know when I was, I was struggling with money, it was very hard for me to be like, I can't do that. And so then I put myself in a victim mindset. Mm -hmm. What do you enjoy doing on your list and you can do? Yep. So I don't enjoy cleaning. I'm going to have cleaners. But one thing I do enjoy, I love grocery shopping with my man. Yeah. Like we have fun going to the grocery store. We make a whole thing of it. Right. And so we go to the grocery store and do meal prep together mm -hmm. and that is something that as a busy entrepreneur like I have a lot going on and I balance friends and and running other people's businesses fires happen every once in a while we know that on Thursday nights we're going to go grocery shopping and hang out I know when to go to your house now <laughs> <laughs> but that we have found that that is like that we know it's on the calendar it's reoccurring it gets done it's a date night. it is a date night and yeah. there was a while when we weren't eating as healthy as we are right now like we were hitting costco pizza and enjoying the one pizza we get a week or like the one time we eat junk food a week there and making a thing out of it and i enjoy it now and so at one point i did have like the instacart and all of the deliveries mm -hmm. and i just realized like i actually like walking around the grocery store and seeing the new things that are out like i enjoy trying to put together meals and things like that and it gets me out of the day-to-day -day so that when i come into the day-to-day -day, i'm ready to make money friend that was awesome it was thanks for having me of course. Thank you, guys. Make sure you stalk her, follow her, check out her incubator, everything that she has coming soon. Our new partnership with Epic Media Network, we're really excited about, which you guys will hear more about uh, in the days to come. And uh, I'm really proud of you, best friend. Thanks, friend. Y'all, that is another episode of Rich in Real Life. If this episode filled you the way it filled me, Tag me while you are listening at Jessica Hurley underscore so I can say hello, share this with a friend or someone in your network who you know is in need. And please don't forget to write a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform because it helps us continue to spread the message. And if you want more from me, Rich in Real Life, or any of the other conscious creators that we work with inside Epic Media Network, head over to epic.co for more. Until then, I will catch y'all next week on another episode of Rich in Real Life.